From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Sung-yeol says South Korea and Japan are partners in overcoming their painful past in his March 1st Independence Day speech. The nation's vision for unification with North Korea is said to be updated for the first time in 30 years. And police raids, Korea Medical Association executives accused of illegal actions. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Uhijin. President Yoon Suk-yeol said South Korea and Japan are working together to overcome their painful past and moving toward a new world based on mutual understanding and empathy, as stated under the 1919 Proclamation of Korean Independence. At a ceremony marking the 105th anniversary of the March 5th independence movement during Japan's colonial rule on Friday, Yun said the proclamation made it clear to Japan that independence would be a path to prosperity for both countries. The president assessed that by sharing the values of freedom, human rights and the rule of law, Seoul and Tokyo have become partners in the pursuit of common interests for global peace and prosperity. He said security of cooperation between the two countries against North Korea's nuclear and missile threats has further strengthened, anticipating next year's 60th anniversary of normalization in bilateral diplomatic ties will further advance their relations. The Yoon Sun-yeol administration plans to put forth a new unification vision that carries the value of liberal democracy. According to a senior presidential official on Friday, the administration is seeking to further define its views and vision for unification, adding the existing Korean National Community Unification Formula lacks the philosophical vision of liberal democracy pursued by the current administration. The updates will mark the first time the National Community Unification Formula, the nation's unification policy unveiled in August 1994 under the administration of the late President Kim Yong-sam, is revised. The official said it would be appropriate and justifiable to revise the policy to include a vision to achieve liberal democratic unification and bring freedom and prosperity to the North Korean people. The official said the vision and philosophical content regarding the vastly different outcomes for the two Koreas during the 70-year history of division on the Korean peninsula will also be conceptualized for policy development. Meanwhile, President Yoon strongly criticized North Korea for designating South Korea as a primary foe and principal enemy, saying unification is what is needed to expand the universal values of freedom and human rights during the March 1st independence movement ceremony on Friday. Yoon also said the North Korean regime's tyranny and human rights abuses deny the universal values of humanity stressing that the nation's independence movement will be only made complete upon a unification that brings freedom and abundance to everyone. The president said Seoul's unification efforts must become a source of hope and a beacon of light for the North Korean people. 
referring to the designation of July 14th as North Korean Defectors Day starting this year, Yoon pledged to continue efforts to improve North Korean human rights and to provide North Korean defectors with a warm-hearted support. The president then called on the international community to pool its strength in support for unification, saying a free, unified Korea will contribute toward peace and prosperity not only in Northeast Asia, but also in the Indo-Pacific region and beyond. South Korea and the United States expressed deep concerns over North Korea's designation of the two Koreas as hostile states and the regime's potential unilateral attempts to change the status quo along the Yellow Sea. According to Seoul's foreign ministry on Friday, Foreign Minister Cho Tae-yeol, who is on a visit to the U.S., shared such mutual views following a meeting with U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Kurt Campbell in Washington. Assessing that the Allies are responding to the North's threats and provocation under a complete solidarity, the officials agreed to actively coordinate policies to deter any type of provocation by Pyongyang. Jo requested that Campbell play an active role as he previously served as the White House National Security Council's deputy assistant to the president and coordinator for Indo-Pacific affairs in further developing the alliance and trilateral cooperation with Japan. You're now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Police raided offices of former and incumbent executives at the Korean Medical Association accused of violating the Medical Services Act regarding trainee doctors' collective action in protest of a planned increase in medical school admissions quota. The Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency on Friday began the raid at the offices of the KMA's Emergency Steering Committee, the Seoul Medical Association and the Kawando Medical Association to obtain evidence such as mobile phones and personal computers. Earlier, the health ministry filed a complaint with the police against five people, including KMA interim leader Kim Tae-gu and former KMA chief No Hwan-gyu, on the charges of violating the act, obstruction of business, instigation and abetting. Setting Thursday as the deadline for the doctors to return to work, the government had warned those violating the return to work order would face license suspension and legal procedures. The health ministry served the government's return to work order to some trainee doctors taking collective action against a planned increase of medical school admissions quota by a public notice on its official website. The notice dated Friday says while the order under Act 59 Clause 2 of the Medical Services Act must be delivered in person or via mail to medical personnel who have suspended duties without justification, some could not be delivered due to absence or unverified addresses. The notice urged doctors who have received the order to promptly return to work amid concerns that their collective action could lead to massive disruption in public health and lives. It warned that violators could face legal consequences, including criminal investigation. 
Those subject to the public notice are 13 trainee doctors affiliated with 12 hospitals, including Seoul National University Hospital, Severance Hospital and Samsung Medical Centre. Acclaimed South Korean writer Han Gang's novel, I Do Not Bid Farewell, has won France's Emile Guimet Prize for Asian Literature. The awards review committee presented the prize for I Do Not Bid Farewell on Thursday, citing the writer's restrained expression and the universality of its themes. Han, who did not attend the ceremony due to her schedule, sent her acceptance speech saying this book is about people who have decided not to bid farewell and that they light candles under the sea in the depths of the night. I Do Not Bid Farewell tells the tragedy of a civilian massacre that broke out on South Korea's southernmost island of Jeju in 1948 from the perspective of three women. And that's the news from KBS World Radio News Centre in Seoul. I'm Kuhijin.